I'll, I'll find out now. Yeah. I think so. Thank you, Dominic. And thank you, Danny. Wonderful. Good morning, Revive. Yeah, in actual fact, uh, I just had a flashback. I nearly shouted, good morning, new life. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, that's what our name used to be. <laughs> but of course, that shows I'm living in the past, doesn't it? <laughs> but anyway, I shouted because Marion just said to me, before I came up here to speak, keep your voice up. <laughs> So if I'm shouting a bit, it's because I'm under orders, okay. <laughs> yeah. And when I'm shouting, do you know, if I shout loud, it nearly explodes my hearing aids. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Good morning, Revive. And it is a good morning. I want to say, uh, yesterday I woke up and uh, in... In the morning, the normal time, I know I'm sleeping a lot, but yeah, I woke up yesterday and, uh, and a phrase was going round and round in my mind. I get that sometimes, but this is a, a phrase and it, it went like this. There's a smell of God in the air. There's a smell of God in the air. I think a lot of you understand what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about this, you know, physical smell. There is an atmosphere that you can sense that God is really around here and doing things and at work in our lives. There's a smell of God in the air. And I've just been thinking that over the last 45 years, well, Marion and I have been working for the Lord and leading churches and things. There has been seasons where there's been a smell of God in the air. When special things are happening, you know. Uh, times like when we uh, launched out into the unknown, abroad, with no support, with only God for support. But you know, when you're in that sort of tension... And in that sort of situation, there's a smell of God in the air. He's never far away when you are stepping out for him. Amen? Amen. And there are all sorts of times. I was thinking of a, another time when um, loads of people were getting saved and, and healed and delivered and filled with the Holy Spirit and things were going well. But it's not just that things were going well. It was also a season where you sensed God was manifesting himself. The atmosphere was full of God. There was a smell of God in the air. And there's others too. There's times when we've needed finance and God has miraculously provided finance and there was a smell of God in the air. There's been times when we've been lost abroad, didn't know how to get to the place we're supposed to get to, and God guided us and there was a smell of God in the air. You know, God steps in when we need him. And when he does step in, you sense the atmosphere is different. You know, the Holy Spirit is at work. Yeah, and I want to tell you, right now, in Revive, 
this weekend and at this season, there's a smell in the, of God in the air for revive. Th- things are happening. God is at work. He's at work more manifestly and more openly than he often is. I want to tell you, this, we're walking a, a pathway that in my mind, and very often when you're walking a pathway with a smell of God in the air, it's, it's, it's like your pathway is a minefield of miracles. You can't go far without God suddenly does something. He steps in. He makes it work. Answers to prayer happen, you know. I love it when we're in one of those seasons, don't you? And I think we're in one of those seasons now. When it's God's suddenlies are happening. Good things are happening. Progress is being made after a decade of standstill, yeah? There's a smell of God in the air. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about this morning. (laughs) Um, I tell you what, I'll just take two minutes to update us on the way God has been guiding us through this, this last year. Because um, I won't go through the story. I've preached on it three times already. Uh, back in February, an American preacher pointed to a story in the Bible in 2 Kings 8 and said, this is what's happening to revive right now. And it's a story of a, a, a widow that obediently left her big estate, she was a rich widow, and, and left her home and went into another country for seven years at God's instructions. And at the end of seven years, she started back a hundred miles trek through bandit country back into Israel and back to Jezreel where her estates were. And back in February, this guy from America said, you have been on hold under God's instructions, but now you've got to head back home. It was that part of the story back in February. And so we've known since February that we're on the way out of our decade of standstill. Yeah, we're going to be restored. We've known that since February. And then just a couple of months ago, um, Rob Parker was here uh, leading worship like Danny did this morning, and he, he uncharacteristically put his guitar down and came to the mic and shared a prophecy. And his prophecy was basically this, restoration, restoration, restoration. Yeah? Three times. Restoration, 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 a word from God. And that told us and flagged up the fact that we have journeyed back for the land of Uh, stand still and pause back up to Jezreel to the palace of the king because it was there that this woman received restoration 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 a miracle restoration where despite the fact that she didn't deserve it and she'd abandoned her house and her land seven years before on God's instruction because of the miracles that were happening in the palace she ended up with her house and lands back with a prominent place in the community back. And not only that, the king ordered that all the produce and all the, um, what, uh, the increase that had happened on her land for the past seven years while she wasn't there, they were going to collect that and give that to her as well. 
This is abundant restoration. This is not just restoration. This is restoration, restoration, restoration. And that's the season we're in right now. God is going to give back to this church, the House of Revive, everything that we've ever had and everything that we've ever been, plus more. God has given us an upgrade restoration. And we're just at the first stage now as we're getting our building. That's only step one. That's only step one. That's not, we don't just want restoration. God has promised us restoration, restoration, everything we've ever been, everything we've ever had, plus a bonus. Yeah, plus an upgrade. So that's just a little update on where we are in what God has been telling us is happening to this church this year. Okay, we're in a brilliant place. No wonder there's a smell of God in the air. It's a miracle place. It's a place where God keeps giving. Yeah, we never deserve anything, do we? But God is a terrific giver. He's given us miracles. He's given us suddenlies, as we've come to call them. Things that God just gives, yeah? And so we're in a brilliant time right now, an exciting time right now. And it's a time of restoration. Okay, now I'm going to come on to what I want to share with you this morning. And um, I want to do a little Bible teach, okay? And uh, I want to talk about a phrase, a title, a name, which is at the moment becoming very important to this church. I want to talk to you about let loose. And for those who are visitors, that, that is the name of the facility that God has miraculously given us and which we are hoping to have the keys of within days. So we're right on the cusp of a massive restoration of premises. It's only the first step, but that's good. Amen. We're on the cusp of a massive restoration. And um, the name of that facility is let loose. Do you know, I've been thinking lately, it's been 10 years while Jared has been banging his head against a brick wall, trying to buy buildings for us, seven different buildings. And no, each time, no, no. And now, miraculously, it has fallen in our lap. It's the one that God wanted. It's the one that God has planned. It's the one that God has prepared. And all those 10 years while we've been desperately searching for a place where we can meet, God has been preparing that facility. That's how long it's taken to set it up and prepare it. God has been preparing a place from when we began to look for the place. Yeah? This is a prepared place. This is a place in God's plan. So, anyway, I just want to talk about the name today. I want to talk about let loose. So today, as the door of revive restoration process swings open, it's a day of miracles, it's a day of adventure, as we take step one of the restoration of revive. And the facility that God has given us is called let loose. Now, I'll be honest with you, when I Drove, uh, drove into there a few months ago for the first time and looked up and saw 
let loose, I thought, <laughs> they'll have to change that. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a house of prayer, does it? No, it doesn't sound like a house of prayer. But I want to tell you, I couldn't have been more wrong. It's a brilliant name. Let me show you why. You know that I like looking for things in the Bible. And um, so I got back to my books and, uh, well, actually, it's the computer, but there you go. You know what I mean. I started looking into the Bible term, let loose. And you know, it's in the book of Genesis, the end of the book of Genesis, chapter 49, where Jacob, who had his name changed to Israel, was pronouncing a blessing over each one of his sons who became the 12 tribes of Israel. And it's right in there. Let, let, let me go to the, it's, it's Genesis 49. And um, each of the, tw the 12 sons had a blessing spoken over them. And quite a, a few of them were actually uh, Israel used the name of an animal to bless them. Uh, I mean, like Judah was a lion. Another one was a snake. Another one was a donkey, you know. In fact, years ago, I, I wrote my first book about one of those blessings for the tribe of Benjamin. So I've written a book on the tribe of Benjamin, and I've called it by the Israel blessing, the day of the wolf. So animals are used in these blessings of this patriarch on his sons. But the one that's interesting to us is actually in verse 21. And it says, Genesis 49, 21, Naphtali is a deer let loose. There's the word in the old Hebrew in the Bible, let loose. And that word in, in the Hebrew is shalach or shalucha. And it's only translated let loose once because shalach actually, right through the Bible in Hebrew, is translated sent or sent. Naphtali is a deer sent out. Yeah. And so Naphtali is a deer let loose is where it's found in the Bible. But I want to tell you, this: the Bible is so rich in meaning and depth of application to our lives today that a simple 4,000-year-old blessing like this can yield all sorts of insights into what God is doing for Revive today. Yeah? We're being let loose. Yeah? So it's, a, it's an insight when you start looking to the Bible background of these things. So back to Naphtali. Now, Shalach is mainly translated 493 times in the Old Testament. Shalach is not translated let loose, it's translated send. Send or sent, okay? And it's often used in the sense of to appoint or to commission. Actually, the Hebrew word of the same root is shaluchim, that's the noun, and it's the Hebrew word for sent ones or apostles. 
Yeah, Shaluchim, apostles in Hebrew. So this is a word which speaks of delegated responsibility of being sent on a mission. And uh, the first time this, uh, or an important time when this word was used, when somebody important was being appointed and commissioned, was when God called Isaiah, that great prophet, to, to do a work for him. The commissioning, if you like, of Isaiah uses shalach, uses that word. So I'll, I'll just uh, bring it up, okay? Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, this is where God calls Isaiah to his work, okay? Isaiah 6, verse 8, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I, this is Isaiah talking, then I said, here am I, send me. Now those sending words are the same word as let loose, shalach, in the Bible, in the Hebrew. And so what the, the, the scripture reads, if you want to put less loose in that, it says, whom shall I let loose? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here am I, let me loose. Commission me, appoint me. So that's what the word shalach means, to commission, to appoint, and to send. And I believe this let loose facility that God has given us is going to be a God-appointed place of sending, of mission. Yeah? A place where, a commissioning place where God has created and tasked by heaven that there should be a fellowship there that are working to bring hope and light and freedom and truth to the world around. We are sent to this area. We are sent to this area. And after all, it's what Jesus did with the disciples. Now, this is in the New Testament. It's in Greek. And in Greek, that sending word is luo. But Jesus uses that when he commissions the disciples. He's risen from the dead. He's appeared to the disciples, and do you know what he says? As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Same in, uh, meaning in the words of Jesus. John 20, 19, that evening the disciples gathered together, and because they were afraid of reprisals from the Jewish leaders, they had locked the doors to the place where they met. But suddenly, I love the suddenlies, but suddenly Jesus appeared among them and said, peace to you. Shalom. And then he showed them the wounds of his hands and his side. Because he's resurrected now. He's, he's been on the cross. He's resurrected. He's alive again. And he showed them the wounds of his hands and his side. And they were overjoyed to see the Lord with their own eyes. And Jesus repeated his greeting. Peace to you. Shalom. And he told them, just as the Father has sent me, now I'm sending you. And then Taking a deep breath, he breathed on them, blew on them, and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Wow. There's a smell of God in the air. Yeah. God is breathing on this thing. The Holy Spirit is coming upon this church to do a special work in the future. It's a big challenge. It's not what we've done before. It's more. Yeah, we're going on 
into great things with the help of the Holy Spirit. So, for 2,000 years, Jesus has been sending out and blessing people with the truth to set people free. So, I just want to uh, go back to let loose is a sending place, yeah? It's also a place where the Holy Spirit is going to be the empowering force that causes it to work. We don't have to do it in our own strength. God is going to do this. God is going to build this. God is going to create this a place of mission in Jesus' name. And so, the special emphasis for the Naphtali blessing was actually that they should let loose truth or good news, if you like. I'll read that, okay, in, in, in the Bible. Because um, Genesis 49, 21 starts off, Naphtali is a deer let loose. But then it goes on. The second half of the verse says, he gives goodly words. He speaks beautifully, he speaks eloquently, he speaks delightfully, or in modern language, he talks sense or brings good news. That's the job of the Naphtali deer, is to bring good news. Yeah? To let loose good news. Yeah. And so it's a good news blessing. God's plans for let loose, I believe, is that it should be a place of truth. I reckon God plans let loose to be an oasis of truth in a confused and dark world. A place where the word of God is honored and respected and believed. A place where knowing God and hearing truth and worshiping God blesses people, stabilizes people, protects people, grows people. Do you know the word of God is wonderful? to create who we are supposed to be. He tells us who we're supposed to be, and then he helps us to become it. But it all happens because of the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. It's the word. It's truth. They will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, this is John eight thirty one. when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, release more freedom into your lives. And so the Naphtal idea, running free, is running free because it knows the truth. It has the good news. Yeah, the truth. And so there's let loose the deer, the bearer of good news. That's let loose. Yeah, but it's also a place for spiritual warfare. Where do I get that from? Well, it's quite simply from the tribe's name, Naphtali. That means fighter, wrestler, struggler. Yeah, the very name of the tribe whose blessing is over the door of let loose. <laughs> Naphtali is a person or a tribe that knows how to fight. Now, the way he got this name was actually 
from Rachel, whose maid was his mother, and Rachel declared and said, with struggles of God, I've wrestled with my sister, and I've prevailed, and she called his name Naphtali, which means wrestle. Some versions say she struggled in prayer with God. And this struggling, this fighting, this being in conflict, turns up again in the New Testament, wrestling. In Ephesians 6 and verse 12, Paul says, For we do not wrestle in prayer against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the world's rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we know from Paul that biblical prayer and worship are part of the heavy artillery with which we get rid of darkness, with which we fight darkness, with which we invade this world with the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of light. And so it's a place, the very name means a place of fighters. Yeah, God is letting loose fighters in this prayer base. Now, so, so I believe let loose will be a house of prayer, a prayer arena for spiritual warfare to bring in or let loose the kingdom of God in this area. Because Jesus said it's through this sort of warfare that heaven touches earth, that evil is bound and restricted, and life is loosed or released. Remember Jesus said, Matthew 18, 18, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And he says something very similar in Matthew 16, 19. He says to his disciples, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. This is, this is battle stuff. This is freeing up territory. Freeing up people from oppression by darkness. This is the place of war. This is a battle base for the kingdom. So, oh, incidentally, talking of battles, um, Naphtali turns up in, in the book of Judges, and um, it's uh, Judges 4 where Deborah, the prophetess who was the leader of Israel in those days, uh, wanted to raise an army to fight the Canaanites who were oppressing Israel in those days. And um, she talked to Barak, yeah, same as Barak Obama, and, and she talked to Barak and said, Raise an army and go and fight. And he said, well, I'll do that, but I'll only go if you go with me. <laughs> he needed his leader to be there, even if she was a woman. Anyway, that, that's part, not part of the story. The point is that when he began to raise an army, and he was of the tribe of Naphtali himself, it seems the majority of the volunteers of the 10,000 that he raised to go and fight against the Canaanites were Naphtali. Now, there was Naphtali. There was their neighboring tribe, Zebulun. They turned up as well. There were a few that came up from the south, from Benjamin. That's only three tribes. That means there were nine tribes 
that sat on their hands, stayed home, and ignored the war. Yeah? Only three tribes had volunteers. And um, De Deborah, in the next chapter, that's Judges chapter 5, sings uh, a, a wonderful victory song when they had defeated the Canaanites. And in that victory song, the very beginning of the song, she starts off saying, praise God for volunteers. Naphtali volunteered in the day of conflict. I want to tell you that let loose is going to be a place which needs volunteers. We need people to get involved. This is, this is not a sit back and watch time. The, and in actual fact, Deborah not only commends the volunteers, but later in the um, song, it's, it's like a hymn, a song. Later on in chapter 5, she starts uh, criticizing and chiding the other nine tribes. Where were you when things were going on? Why did you stay home? Yeah? And so the Naphtali story is a story about God raising volunteers and actually criticizing those that don't. So that's, that's Naphtali. It's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating tribe to study. But anyway, I'm going to move on. Finally, I've said finally, I hope I only say it once, let loose with all its climbing walls and high ropeways can be a spiritual high place in this area. It's a physical model, if you like, of what will be going on in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, I believe God is setting aside let loose to be a high place, to be a prayer mountain, to be a Jacob's ladder, to be the hill of the Lord, a place of prominence, okay, a place of prominence. And we see this in the type of animal that is let loose. Remember I said it was a deer. Naphtali is a deer let loose. And in the Bible, the deer or hind are those that are mountain climbers. Yeah? So Naphtali's blessing is the blessing of a mountain climber. Yeah? I'll, I'll just read some deer scriptures that put it into context. Psalm 18, verse 31. Who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock except our God? God arms me with strength, makes my way perfect, and he makes my feet like those of a deer and gives me sure footing on high places. Yeah? A deer let loose. Gets up into the high places and doesn't slip and fall. Sure footing in high places. And again, it's in a very famous um, passage at the end of Habakkuk. Okay? And Habakkuk says, verse 17, even if the fig tree does not blossom, even if the vine has no grapes, even if the olive tree fails to produce and the fields yield no food, even if the sheep pen is empty and the stalls have no cattle, even then I will be happy with the Lord. I will truly find joy in God who saves me. 
And then he goes straight on to say, the Lord Almighty is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer. He makes me walk on the mountains. I believe God is calling a people to let loose who learn to walk on the mountains, to go to the high places in God, to be above the situation looking down rather than under the circumstances. We need to be a, a mountain people. We need to be a high places people. We need to know what it is to, to ascend the hill of the Lord and dwell in the holy place. That's what let loose is for. It's a place to do that. It's a place to be like that. It's a place to raise our game. It's a place to climb the mountains of God. And then that really reminded me of another scripture. Isaiah 52 verse 7. Listen to this. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. That's a very Naphtali let loose scripture, isn't it? <laughs> the deer, yeah, on the heights, the beautiful feet of the hind on the heights saying, God is good, your God reigns. You know, God has a great sense of humor, I feel, he selects some of the flattest, most low-lying land in all of England and says, I'm going to put a prayer mount in there. <laughs> yeah, the, the terrain might be flat, but spiritually, this is going to be a high mountain. This is going to be a place that's right up there when it comes to freeing our area from the powers of darkness. It's going to be a prayer mountain. Yeah, a place that will tower in the spirit above its surroundings, a place closer to heaven, a place where heaven comes close. And because God is there, it's a place where there's a smell of God in the air. On top of the mountain, there's a smell of God in the air. And um, just to focus it on Jesus at the end, it's where this place, this territory or terrain of Naphtali is where Jesus began and launched his earthly ministry. Okay? That's Naphtali territory, which in the New Testament is known as Galilee. That's the place. That's the territory. That's terrain. I'll just read it. Now, when he heard that John had been arrested, Jesus withdrew into Galilee and leaving Nazareth, in Galilee, he went and lived in Capernaum, also in Galilee, by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, by the way, it was the area that was the most Gentile place in all of Israel. They were all foreigners there. And that's where Jesus was brought up. Anyway, that's another thing. But the people dwelling in darkness, this is in Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. For those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And from that time, 
This is the beginning now. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the launching of the ministry of Jesus was on Naphtali territory. It was Galilee. Galilee, by the way, means God revealed. It was in the God revealed place that Jesus' ministry took off. And I think Let Loose will be like a, a Galilee, a God revealing, ministry launching place, a new wineskin, a new beginning, a new approach to ministry in this area that will reach many who otherwise wouldn't be reached. And it will help many that otherwise would not be helped. And thus it will sort of fill a gap in the evangelizing and blessing of this whole year. It, it, it'll fill a gap. Yeah, I mean, the whole church is working to reach the lost, right? But this is going to fill a gap. Fill a gap, yeah. And so it's let loose. A place for blessing the area while providing iconic facilities for worship, for broadcasting, for conferences, for retreats, for concerts, for training, and who knows what else. The sky's the limit of what you can do with a facility like this. And so, there's a smell of God in the air. So buckle up, revive, and get ready because things are taking off. God bless you. Wow.